Hey everybody, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. And today on The Random Division, we are talking about... Technology from the 2010s. Yes. Good job. Yeah, that was an easier one to summarize. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this whole episode we'll be talking about tech. And um, do we just give the full disclosure that of the categories, this is probably the one that we are dipping our toe into as relative novices and just talking about like our experience in tech. We are not no, I mean we are not people. techie people. As we record uh, podcasts well, about this, we're techie, but we're not like into the cutting not, edge stuff. Um, well, also, I was thinking of a, a, a completely different sector of technology, which would be like nanotech or like biotech stuff that we have no idea what's going on. I mean, they've created a. I'm sure they've created an artificial organism from some kind of. I don't know microchip or something yeah. and we just like have no clue yeah yeah there's all sorts of tech like this this is a podcast that could be uh four hours long or broken into a bunch of chunks because you could cut it up and talk about different things in right you could talk so about fitness a, this tech. is a very talk broad about health tech uh how about just smart home tech i don't <clears throat> right. know like there's just so many things yeah so this is a broad stroke of just how tech has maybe affected our lives in the last decade. Um, but before we get into this decade, I think it is important that we, you know, explain what generation we believe we're from. <laughs> I just had a big yawn. <laughs> so, um, Diff, what, what generation do you believe you are, uh, you are from? I am a millennial. In? Yeah. I think you're a pretty solid millennial. You're a little iffy. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm, you're an elder millennial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whoever that comedian was who named that phrase. Um, there's a genial is the term. I don't know what that means. So a genial is someone who had an analog childhood and then a digital kind of adolescence and adulthood. No, no, that's not me. Um, so I, and I think I'm like, I think if you're, I'm 36, if you're, if you're 36, 37, 38, maybe touching 40, you're not quite a Gen Xer who was like, I don't know. When I think of Gen Xers, I think of flan- like they they grew up where listening to Nirvana a little bit more. Were you gonna say Ferris Bueller? Um, no, Ferris. Bu- yeah, I think Ferris Bueller falls in that category. That came out in the mid '80s. Like, if you're a Gen Xer, you remember when that movie came out. Um, maybe even like is maybe Star Wars. Star Wars is a little earlier. Um, so, anyways, that's like MTV was a was like the, the was a thing that. They yeah. consumed and remember actually launching and maybe I don't know like the early '90s period that was a that's not really relevant to me when I was early '90s or early '80s. I think early '90s. Oh, because okay, when you said MTV launching, that happened in like the early '80s. Yeah, we well, weren't I guess even that, alive. So that I guess that when that like the '80s decade is is not really something that millennials can reference. Yes. And Gen Xers can. And there's a subset of millennials, the younger ones, that almost don't relate to the older ones. Yeah, but I think our generation is too big. With the older, yeah. And that's part of like the technology piece, I think, is it's just, it's changed so fast that people who are older millennials can't really, like, they are a different species than 
the younger millennials who were born in the some late come 90s. Out like mid to late 90s. Um, so we're both born in 83 and you were born in 85. So um, we kind of grew up with like what do you what was the first big exciting piece of like technology that was in your house when you were growing up? Do you remember? <laughs> yes. So for me, I mean, aside from the internet, which I pretty much remember just always having some form of internet. That's amazing because I, I don't. I, I do remember. I remember very early stage of internet where it was, wasn't even called the internet. I think it was just called the World Wide Web. And it was just like a digital DOS looking format, like text basically, where people could chat with each other yeah. from different parts of the world. And I remember my dad thinking that that it was a very cool thing, but I was not allowed on the computer, obviously, until I was a little bit older. I would say I was probably in fourth grade by the time I was allowed to be on the home computer and we had the internet. I'm pretty sure we had the internet. I think it came on like a CD-ROM thing that you could, I'm not Well, the internet that. didn't come on the CD-ROM. That's mm-hmm. not right. Like, the, 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 um, like, like AOL came on a CD that would come in the mail and you get free AOL. Oh, for the browser. That okay. was how you got your browser. See, was, I don't even know how the internet worked in its very early stages. I just know yeah, we I, had I mean, it. I don't really either, but I know that you, but you'd get an AOL CD and that would be how you would download the software because you couldn't, you, you still, couldn't update the internet software. wasn't a place where you could download things yet. Right. You or had, you needed like a normal house computer. You couldn't go and search and find exactly a browser or find a way to get a browser. Oh yeah. I, so, but the big, so aside from that, the first big technology I remember having was a fax machine. I remember it being a huge deal that we got a fax machine. Oh, okay. We had a home fax. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, ni- neither one of my parents were like home business people. Yeah. So we really didn't need a fax machine. It was very rarely used. Was it also a phone? It was also a phone. And maybe a copier? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. had the funny paper. It yeah. was like a roll of like really it was like thin receipt paper. Receipt paper. It's like a better heat. It's like heat transfer paper. Yeah. So a fax machine is the first thing you remember as a kid that well, like came into your house. It came, that was exciting. It was exciting I mean, because we weren't allowed to touch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we Apparently, it was a lot Life of in money. The Midwest. We weren't allowed to touch. It had its own stand. Everyone, get your Listen. candles. We got a fax machine. Come on over. Listen. Listen, it sat in the formal dining room on this little like wooden pedestal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was off to the one side opposite the china cabinet. Yep. And that's just where it was. And you weren't allowed to go in there and you weren't playing in that room anyway. It was the dining room that we never ate dinner in. Yep. And so it was just this like fancy device. And whenever it would make it sounds, so that way we had an incoming fax, which by the way, we used to, you used to get spam on your fax sometimes. Like an advertisement would come through and it oh, was a really, <laughs> it was a really big deal because <laughs> you'd hear the fax making its sounds Yeah, and then you'd rush over to see what the message was. Oh my God, Tiff. It was is... so dumb because this is also in the era of email. We had AOL. So... The fact that we had a fax machine at the same time that we had AOL, even though I didn't have an email account, neither of my parents really used email, but the fact that 
of the matter is that it was available. So what year are you talking about? I right think now? this might have been the, the early nine, mid-90s, I okay. would guess. If you were in fourth grade, it was... 94, 90, 95? Yeah, 96. Yeah. Right. Okay. So no... Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Wait, the, what are you remembering? I mean, I remember having a computer in the house. But that being a big deal? That being a, that being a big deal. So we had like an Apple... I can't remember what model it was. Was it two? Like an Apple IIe maybe? And it was like the fifth child in the house. There were four of us. It was like the fifth child in the house. And there was a cover, I remember distinctly. There was a cover. Was I a remember cover. the covers. And the cover was like this strange plastic material that was kind of opaque. You couldn't quite see through it. Um, and it was shaped like the, it was like a grill cover. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking um, about. And if we ever used the computer and we didn't put the cover on, there was hell to pay. But what good get, was the cover? It was just to protect whatever the heck people Those thought would damage it. Those things were built like solid <laughs> rocks. I know. When when you consider how people treated how people treat technology now, um, and how really like truly fragile it is compared to those bricks that just lived in the corner of a room. It didn't move. Yeah, of course. They had nowhere to go. And they had like two purposes. They were very rarely used. Um, yeah, so that, that I remember getting that. I remember getting a Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. I was going to say, I do remember getting um, a, a Nintendo. Was like My cousins big, and I fought over it. It was a big deal. Um, and those were like the two big ones for, for me. Um, yeah, and then like having computers in in school. Yeah, computer was, lab. A computer lab in fifth grade and learning how to type, which I never really learned. What was how to your type. favorite computer game from school? I don't really remember any specific computer games that like edu education. That I don't. Remember, I don't have any. I so we had a computer in the back of the classroom, and you had to if we had inside recess, you could do a sign up sheet and play on the computer, but it had to be an educational game. Of course. And we, it was number munchers for me. It was a multiplication game. Oh yeah. You remember that one? Yeah. It was so fun. It was kind of like Pac, Pac-Man. Yeah. You get a, you get like a fact. Yes. And you'd have to find the answer. And yeah. You like direct a guy to eat the right answer. Yeah. Right? But you had to move through, but you had people chasing you. It was kind of like Pac-Man. Yeah. So you had to do it quickly. It was really fun. I'd actually love to have another version of Number Munchers. If they just made that as an app, that'd be great. I bet you you could find it somewhere. I bet you I bet you it exists somewhere deep on the on the internet. I also am afraid that I'm starting to forget my multiplication tables. I am too. I mean, I taught them for eight years, and then as soon as I stopped teaching fourth grade, those things, like yeah. the fourth grade math, can go pretty quickly. Adding up like two and three digit numbers and multiplying and multiplying really three digit it. numbers. I, tr I tried, tried doing it the other day just at work. I was like, I'm not going to use my calculator. Oh, I three by three, a three by one. So <laughs> easy, right? Oh, no, so yeah, easy. easy. And I had it's to sit there and think about it. I oh, got yeah, there on my easy. own eventually, but I was like, Whoa, how, I should, this should just be something that's, you know, five seconds or less. Yeah. No, I find that, that, that I thought you were talking about three by three. That's a, that's a bear. Yeah. It's a bear of a, of a task. Um, okay, so the the fact that our generation has had this incredibly long journey with tech and 
Well, you're talking about fax machines growing up. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm also from like the middle of the country where I feel like we were behind technology-wise. I mean, I, no, but even like, but still, that's still a thing that, and if I think, you remember it, that's an experience that someone else had it around your same age, that a fax machine was a big deal. I remember, I remember having a fax machine. It wasn't like a gather around everybody, we got a fax machine, but... <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. know why we put it in the formal dining room. I don't know. It could have sat in the office. That's something you're going to ask your parents about. Um, I'd love to hear your dad's answer to that question, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and now this last decade has seen a massive change. And this afternoon we were talking and trying to figure out what the heck we were going to do for this uh, recording. You mentioned something that I thought was kind of interesting where, and I'll let you kind of rephrase it, but I'll try to jog your memory. Um, you said that this decade has had smaller, smaller tech growth. So I called it micro, yeah, micro okay. advance. Yeah, so go ahead. And talk as opposed to like major breakthroughs. Okay, I'm sure this is inaccurate, but from my perspective, well, as people who just who live in Boston and are not like, like <laughs> I on... cited the iPhone. Like if you think about. The iPhone. It came out in what? Oh seven. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe, 08. maybe even earlier than oh seven. the the i The iPhone has been out for a really long time, and uh, I think that the iPhone has changed. Obviously, 20, the body style. Two thousand seven. Yeah. So oh yep. seven, yep. the the iPhone came out. So it's twelve years ago that we've we've had the iPhone for twelve years. Yep. So we've had a smartphone for 12 years, but it keeps getting smarter. Like Apple launched their um, app stores where you could download games and things onto your phone in, I think it was 2011, maybe? There's an app for that, that entire, remember that entire marketing campaign? Yes, there's an app, there's for, an that. app for that. Uh, so that, that was even almost a decade ago at this point. And if you think... So I guess the way that I was thinking about this is I called us, our generation, I said that we came from floppy disks to the cloud. Like we've, in our lifespan, we've witnessed uh, computer hard drives basically become inadequate because now the hard drive is in a cloud. Yeah. So, So we've witnessed hardware transition into software in a way, that's probably not even the correct terminology. I'm sure there's some geek out there that's not agreeing with this at all. But, I, yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is we've, we've, we've seen this huge shift in technology in just our 30-something years of existence. Yeah. And it seems like if you just look at the last 10 years, some people would argue that it's we've had major technology advancements but the way that i see it is we this people who are born in the last 15 years i think oh no i'm just making a lot of speculations i don't really know what i mean by anything that i just said i took it i I mean i guess when when you said it i figured like you you mentioned a fax machine being the thing that was a big deal and then like all of those items became smaller and smaller as hardware, not less important, but just like physically the things that we used on a day-to-day basis were smaller. But then within those things, everything became, I don't know, uh, 
everything was built into those things. So a fax machine had one purpose. A phone got smaller and then over the course of the last 10 years, that small phone has grown in it like in a different way. So the like the micro changes, I think I, I felt like you were trying to say that the micro changes and the small changes are because a phone, they haven't really changed all that much as far as just like a thing no, you have in your pocket. It's but changed micro- in size and shape. But yeah, but not like in a, not, not right, an immense amount. Right, exactly. But then if you look at like if you look at what was on the iPhone in 2007 versus what you can what's on your phone now, like people have now people the development of apps has changed how a phone is used. Um and it's changed like how people are happy. I mean, are, we like, pay for habits. things with our Apple wallet. Right. So you have your banking connected to your phone. You have your health uh, stats connected to your phone. Yep. I was sitting in a seminar this morning, and uh, a developer was talking about how their new building, it's an office building, will be a smart building. And that in order to get through the turnstiles in the lobby, instead of having a key fob or like a card that you would tap to get into the turnstiles to have access to the elevator, you would just hold up your phone and the, the, the phone, the, the turnstile reader would just know who you are and let you pass. Right. And so now we're getting to the point where we're just doing everything through our phone. Yeah. And that, those little increments, like the more things that we've added to the phone over the years, that's what's changed the iPhone in small exactly, steps. Exactly, right. That's the best way to put it. So... Now the iPhone from 2007 to now, that's a it's been around for a long time, and it hasn't changed that much in physically in form. Yeah. Not really. Not really. And in, in its base function, it hasn't really changed that much. But we're not using it to call people anymore. We're really not. I mean, I don't really. How often are you really on the phone? I'm only on the phone for work. That's same here. I don't ever call and just chat with my friends anymore. And so one thing I've noticed with kids is they use FaceTime. Yeah. They use FaceTime a ton. Like middle school kids will FaceTime each other. Um, and I don't know if that's like, I don't really feel, I don't really like using FaceTime. And I don't know if that's because I never really used the phone. All these kids have used the phone for like pictures. And this is just another version of a picture on their phone. Right. And it's so like, hey, look talking. at me while I'm doing this live. Yes. Um, so like Instagram and selfies. So they're just, it's just another version of that. Whereas I, I am completely, I do not like using FaceTime. It feels, it always feels like a little bit weird. I had a Skype with someone who I'd never met before yesterday because she lives out of the country and the phone wasn't going to work. And it was really strange to be on a Skype call. And like, that's how you're meeting a person. But there are tons of people who are younger than me who are probably, that doesn't even cross their mind. And she was older than me. Like she was, but that's just, we opened up Skype and the video was there and it felt rude for me to be like, you know what, I'm gonna turn, <laughs> gonna turn the video off. Um, and so we just had a video conference instead of just a phone call or a Skype call without the video. Oh, that's so funny. I had a Skype call with somebody. Well, not really Skype, it was Google Hangouts, I think. And the person turned, like as soon as, our faces, like the video is there and the camera's there, and yeah. we're, just meant, we're just trying to have a call. Uh, that person turned the camera off so that neither one of us could see each other. And I thought, oh, <laughs> what 
does that mean? But yeah. I mean, it could have just been someone like you who was like, yeah, we're not going to do this now. We're just going to talk and I'm going to share my screen with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it was. And I, and before I had the call, I actually made a conscious decision to put on, I was just wearing a hoodie in the house doing work. And I thought I'm going to put on something just in case I don't look like a total schlub when she calls. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so like the phone and all the changes that have happened within the phone are you call them micro changes or micro developments or whatever which is i don't know how it's not scientific but it's kind of a a nice way to put it um there are all these little things that have happened we can call a car and have it come to our house and pick us up yes on our phone yeah we have we can get food delivered to us via that same car via that same car (laughs) right that same car could drop us off and then go get food for somebody else and bring it to another person um it's, we've, I know, when we were kids, now, did you ever watch The Jetsons? Which wasn't a cartoon from our era, but it was just a cartoon that was on Cartoon Network all the yeah. time. And did you ever think that's what the future is going to be? We're all going to be floating around in those cars. Our cars will fly and they'll just drive themselves. I don't think I ever really thought about it. It was a cartoon. So it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't thought provoking for you. No, it didn't really. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I thought about it only because I had a teacher in first grade who made us, you know, write this paragraph about what we thought the year twenty twenty would be. Yeah. And I had said, well, of course, like the cars will all be flying around and they'll drive themselves, like. In some first grade way of saying that, I said that. Just basically whatever the Jetsons was. And now, I don't think our cars will be flying anytime soon, but I definitely uh, see the technology being put into self-driving vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it's there already. Yeah. I mean, you can get in a Tesla and put in an address, and it, it, can, take you, it can take you home. Like, you get in a Tesla drunk and get home without ever driving the car. Yeah, but then the laws are going to have to change. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like, the technology can... It's... Uh, well, it's, technology already is changing the laws. We were talking last night about the that uh, girl in Massachusetts who convinced that guy to commit suicide over text messages. Like, it's already something that's yeah being uh, looked at in multiple, multiple different ways. Um, so as far as tech, we're not going to rank any tech. We thought about it, and we decided... It would be too cumbersome, and we don't really know as we've as we're muddling through this, like what tech we uh, would want to rank. Because I think you got to find some sort of small window of tech to to rank. But as far as like the most, what what tech makes you the most uncomfortable nowadays? Okay, let's go the other way. Oh, it makes so- life easy. But what are some pieces of technology that make you? kind of anxious maybe Uh, thinking about the future or thinking about right now well i'm going you're going you make fun of me for this yeah i know that's what i'm asking (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a conspiracy person but it does make me uncomfortable to know that if i say a certain a words person's name a word person's name a word person's name in this house if i a word i got you you know what i mean yeah yeah an a name Mm-hmm. In this house, if I say it, that person 
person. That person. That, Listen how you're talking that, about her. That, that robot person in our devices suddenly is listening to things that we're asking for or saying. And occasionally we don't even say that person's name, robot person's name, and she still is listening. And I don't understand why. Yeah, or something on the TV will trigger her. Trigger her. Um, we're not saying the name. You all know what it is. Because if we do, then she's going to listen. Yeah. Yep. I, she works for Amazon, everybody. She works for Bezos. <laughs> so that's what makes you, what makes you most nervous about that? Uh, it's just like, okay, so now we're getting to the point where we're talking at a machine to give it directions, maybe to set an alarm or maybe to give us the weather, which is all that I actually use her for. Yeah. <laughs> so what's same the here. weather outside? Um, we're not making shopping lists with her. No, because some it's, people do. Yeah, and some people do, and some people really like having that personal assistant feeling. I don't want my memory to get to the point where I need to shout at an inanimate object and have it remind me to do things. And I also don't ever want to get to the point where I'm talking to people the way that I'm talking to this device. Because at some point, when you start shouting at things at, at a at a non-human thing that can provide information to you instantaneously, you're going to get adjusted to that. And that's going to become part of the way that you just expect information. So if I'm talking to you, Sean, I mean, this is a terrible example because we live together and we have a solid foundation, but say I meet a new person and I'm talking to that person and I'm just like frustrated with the fact that they aren't giving me the information I want immediately. I'm not saying I'm like that now, but like, if you become so reliant on shouting at your device to give you information, at some point, doesn't that trickle into your human relationships? Yeah, I would argue that that already exists because of other ways we've learned to communicate with each other in the last maybe two decades. But between texting and AIM when we were in high school and college and social media and stuff, like I think that already exists. I couldn't imagine... People just slipping into talking to a person on the street like their listening device at home. No, I'm not saying that. I'm more saying, I don't know how, I don't see myself ever doing this, but what I do see on a more simplistic note, what I see already for myself is I get frustrated when I don't get things instantly. So... When I click on something and it doesn't just pop up or load, it's irritating to me, which is ridiculous because the internet has come a very long way and I shouldn't necessarily be so frustrated that something is taking three and a half seconds too long, but I do get frustrated. Yeah. So at some point, wouldn't I get frustrated if a human being that I'm interacting with isn't giving, I don't know, I... I'm speculating. I don't know what I'm saying. You said, what's the piece of technology that's popular right now that you that makes you most uncomfortable? It's definitely me shouting at a thing to do something for me. <laughs> that's amazing. That's I thought I thought you were going to talk about like data sharing and you're just worried about your um, your interpersonal skills uh, faltering because of Well, that's my number 1. Okay. Data sharing, I am a big Hey, do not mine my data and make millions off of it. I big think big companies it. out happening. there. But that's, yeah. So, yeah, I, the man, I fought the man. The man won. Yeah. 
I've I've tried. I tried, you know, I tried figuring out a way. I deleted Facebook, which was a huge deal. Good for you. A hundred percent deleted it because I just knew that Facebook was listening to everything I was talking about and would suddenly just have advertisements showing it. It was really pissing me off. So I deleted it. Yep. And you know, Facebook makes it very challenging to delete. Yeah, it's like the gym. I had to go through so many steps and then finally when I deleted it, it sent me an email and said, Your Facebook will not delete for thirty days. Yeah, they just they hang around. And then after if I don't log in at all for thirty days, it will delete after that. It'll self destruct after that. Yeah. But basically it was you if you want to log in the next twenty nine days We're still here. Then you're still here. Because it's an addiction. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, I would say first, interpersonal skills. Second, my concern, obviously, is data sharing. I really am uncomfortable with the fact that so many companies get an entire profile on you and then they start to predict what your behavior will be based on everything that they know about you and your phone. I mean, they have access to your pictures, to your the things that you've clicked on, to every keystroke you've ever made. Like, it sounds crazy, but it's actually true. Yeah. And these apps, it, when they when they ask you if they, if they can access your Bluetooth, they can listen to you and they can track what location you are at. Here we go. Here's the, here's the, here comes, here and comes they're using that information. <laughs> Guys, protect your data. Everyone just go out and buy a fax machine and only <laughs> correspond via fax. And you've got to put there's, it on a special pedestal. There's, yeah, there's no more, there's no more fax spam. So you're you'll be okay, and it, and it, it, it can't listen to you. I want to know if it anyone no else remembers fax spam. It was a thing. Oh man, that's amazing. Um, so I read an article this morning that I wasn't reading it for this. I just it came across my my world on New York Times that it was talking about the the slow divide that's happening on the internet of the haves and the have-nots. And that people now are able to pay and are willing to pay for the privacy that you're talking about. Yeah, I have private email. So there's email. I pay for. Um, there's like a bunch of diff- different ways that you can kind of earn and or not earn. You pay for you your can... privacy. And then there's the other side of the coin who cannot afford to spend whatever it is a month or over the course of the year for that privacy. And they're just kind of left in the, the muck and the mire of like the internet and how, you know, it, it has be, what it's become. Um, and I had never really thought about it. I, I, I guess it wasn't like news to me, but it was never something that I stopped and was like, Oh yeah, that's definitely, that's where the whole, that's where this is all going. Like kids are getting teased on Fortnite if they're, if they don't have, um, certain skins because if you if you can't pay for something on Fortnite it shows in your appearance because you look like the other people who can't pay for for certain right um outfits on Fortnite so it even goes down to like kids are already on the internet noticing if you can't pay for stuff on the internet but isn't that such a double layer because when i was a kid Kids got made fun of if they couldn't afford like certain name brand shoes. That's right. That's exactly. So now you have to deal it's with permeated the fact that into video games. As a kid, you can't afford the newest Jordans, 
and then you also cannot afford skin on the video game. So like you have your real friends in real life that make fun of you, and then you have your virtual friends that are con- that are also making fun of you. Yeah. It's just perpetuating into your virtual life. Yeah. This is not good. Yeah, which is um, which was just an interesting. Um, another thing that has blown up this decade is just subscription-based services on the internet. Oh, I have so many. <laughs> um, so this article also said that people pay... Guess how much money on average an American spends on like internet subscriptions or you know services over the course of a year, streaming included. That includes if you're right. if you're streaming Hulu or Disney Okay, well Plus. I'm just going to add up some things in my head really quick. Okay. So cuz I think about us, we have Hulu, we have HBO Go. Yeah, well we have we have our cable as HBO. Oh, okay. All right, let's just think Hulu. So we have Hulu. We have Amazon Prime. We steal Netflix. Thank you, Nick. We have, um, oh my God, I have, occasionally we do HelloFresh. Yep. So there's, we once, sometimes you go on stretches where we do it a bunch. We haven't done it in probably like the last two and a half months. Right. Sometimes we forget to cancel it and it just shows up on a Monday and we (laughs) have to make the dinners that they sent us. Yes. Which is how they get you. Yep. Uh, I also had cl- subscription clothing services. Yep. So you you rent clothes for a certain amount of time, and you just send them back, and then you get another yes shipment of clothes, and you can get new stuff. And, you're and not I've paying. used several rental services. Okay. Uh, clothing rental services. I, like I've tested them all out. So how much would you say the average American spends mm-hmm. on on that type of stuff over the course of a year? Food, music. We have Spotify. I would say $3,000 a year. It's half of that. That's a that's extremely high. But it's average Some people too. do like wine subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people. Yeah. Like average is $1,300. I did a coffee subscription. Average is $1,300 um, a year. On okay. Just like that seems fine. That's like, what, $100 a month? A little bit over? Yeah. I mean, HelloFresh alone is could, could potentially, if you did it for one week, is $60 a month. So... Yeah, and if you have a family and you're paying for a bunch of a bunch of yeah. services and items, or you're buying stuff for your kids, um, what's the subscription service that you had that was immediately a waste for you? Like, did you have any subscription services that you were like, "This was so wasteful. I don't know why I did this." Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I just. Don't I can think of ones that I have to push myself to use, and like remind myself that I should use them. Um, like Audible. Like Audible was one that I got rid of because it just it was just like money coming out, and then I bought a bunch of books and canceled it and used the money because I so I didn't feel like I was wasting money, but I've got a bunch of audio books now that I have to li- I, I'd like to listen to. Um. To record to post podcasts, I was paying for that, and then I found one that was free. Um, So, like, there's give and take with that. It's 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 great, but there's I've also read about like the downsides of using a free subscription or a free podcast feed versus paying for one. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I like I don't have a lot of them. I have a lot of them, but I use most of them. Like, I subscribe to the New York Times. 
and The Athletic and I have ESPN Plus. Like those are probably the three ones that I use every single day. Yeah. So those are more, that's content. Yep. Okay. I don't get a lot of, I don't, you don't, I don't do get a lot things. of things. And also, I'm only throwing this out there because I had to cancel it because I realized how ridiculous it was. I was doing a toothbrush subscription. Oh yeah, use Quip. Yes. Yeah, we're just going to give out all these ads. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I used Quip and realized quickly that the toothbrush itself isn't really that it's fine. It's fine. And then, you you know, they charge you $5 a month and they send you a new head every three months, which seems a little fishy. Yeah. Because that means I'm paying $15 for a toothbrush head that's made of plastic with a little cheap AA battery that goes into the... It just made me... I started doing the math and was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I can just go and buy a really nice quality toothbrush and replace the head on my own. Yeah. I don't need to be reminded to replace the head. Okay, so what do you think people are paying for when they pay for... They're paying for the reminder. Yeah, right. That's that's... really all it is. The product itself is not quality. Yeah, like I have Dollar Shave Club, but it comes like every... It comes four times a year, and it's just soap and shampoo and like face wash. And you can... They warn you and you can go in and cancel stuff if you have it like piled up. Um, But it's like 25 bucks. If I go to CVS... That's how much you're spending at CVS to go get that stuff. Exactly. It's so expensive. Yes. But it is nice just every three months to get like a thing in the mail. Also, it does also kind of, maybe this is the millennial in us, like getting something in the mail is still a little bit like exciting. Getting a package is a little bit exciting. Um, I think we still kind of like that feeling. And I think a lot of those subscription services that mail you stuff feed off that my brother for christmas got us that uh we get every every month we got like a okay. little cocktail set box and you got like two different cocktails and you had all the ingredients and you made it and every and then you, and you had nothing left over and it was done and you had like a little recipe for a cocktail if you wanted to make it again which was like a great gift idea i can't remember what the name of it was but yeah it's today's jelly of the month club yeah right jelly of the month tea of the month cocktail um, of the month yeah, so that's like subscription services and streaming services are another thing that were not really in our world 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, people, I know that we have friends with children and with young, young babies, and they do subscription uh, baby products, diapers, uh, baby wipes, things like that. It's just like every month these things get delivered. They know roughly the quantity that needs to be delivered. And they don't have to worry about going out to the store and picking these things up. Right. Which, to our parents, is probably ridiculous. But when you're living in a city and you're knee-deep in diapers and baby and all of that mess, then I'm sure it's really convenient to just have all that stuff delivered to your door. Yep. Um, all right, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on just wearable tech? <sighs> wearable tech. You and I are both sitting here. I've got my... I have a running watch that I've kind of just turned into my... Everyday watch attracts a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't necessarily follow a lot of it. I just like that it tells me how fast or slow I'm running. And you have a Fitbit that you got, and <clears throat> I chose it over the Apple Watch, which yep. is a very um, not a. It's an unpopular decision, I would say. Most people prefer the Apple Watch. Yeah, if you have a phone, people would just think that's where Apple gets yeah. you. Yeah. Um, 
And then, well, so there's that wearable tech and you are right now really, you're chasing that perfect night of sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want my sleep score to get better. Yeah. So it gives you a sleep score every morning when you wake up. Um, And then the other kind of piece of wearable tech that is, I mean, this is more probably in the last 18 months, but, and maybe this isn't wearable tech, but the amount of people who just walk around with their AirPods AirPods in their head, like they're robots. We're going to get brain cancer (laughs) so early. That's true. I don't know if that's true, but that's another thing that I've noticed just walking around is how many people just have them in and aren't listening to anything most likely just judging by what they're doing in the moment like if they're listening to music or listening to a podcast while they're delivering packages um or i don't know working like some of them just have them on when they're working i know i work counter yeah um i don't know i just that's another that's another thing that in the last two to five years between the watches and well, even like the, when, when they had the shirts, they used to have like these sports shirts, uh, like an Under Armour type material that had the tracking stuff inside of it. <laughs> do, do I don't remember They those. tried to launch these. This was back in like 0809. They tried to do something like that. I don't know what brand it was, but oh. they tried to come up with these uh, like running shirts or workout shirts that basically had all the stuff that your Apple or your... Uh, Fitbit watch has. Oh, I never heard of that. Uh, so it really just evolved into a wristwatch, which makes way more sense. I yeah, wearable tech. The I'm I buy into it. I subscribe to that. What I won't pay for. This is another thing that's maybe irritating me about the subscription culture. So I have a Fitbit watch. I paid money for it, right? Well now. They, they introduced this new feature, which is the sleep score feature. And this was like after an update, a software update. And I now when I go to my dashboard to look at my sleep score, it will say that I can now pay money for a subscription service to Fitbit, and they'll give me more detailed information about my heart rate while I'm sleeping. Now, this is especially irritating to me because they already have the information about my heart rate when I'm sleeping. Yeah. And they can't just show it to me on the screen unless I pay them a monthly fee. It's not even like I just pay them a one-time fee, which I right. probably would do. What's the monthly fee? I have no idea, but even if it was $2, okay. I would say no. Yeah. Absolutely not. What did I pay for the watch for? Now I'm starting to sound like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want to pay me a sleep tax now? <laughs> They're not going to pay you the sleep tax. They're going to make you pay the oh, sleep I'm tax. I'm sorry. You want to charge me a sleep tax now? <laughs> I'll take a sleep tax. I'll take one. I'm not going to pay one. I, it's just such an irritating thing to me because it's like, okay, if just stop. I mean, I, let us just buy the thing. Right. We used to be able just to buy a video game for your PlayStation. You used to go to the store. I'd go to Target. You'd buy the video game. It'd be like $65. That'd be your big it gift. It would be $50. Right, okay. I'm whatever. I'm just making sure we set the number here. It's important stuff. Fifty fifty to sixty bucks. And then <laughs> you Okay, and that would be your big gift. Yeah, right. That would be a thing. That would be a big and deal. And then and then you get that game and then that's it. Now it's like, oh the game's free. You download it online 
on whatever device you use. And every time you want to do something interesting in the game, you have to pay money. Yeah. And you have to keep paying money. Or there's some games that you can buy different versions of the game and they're different, like they're more expensive. So you can spend 65 bucks nowadays for the baseline version or you can spend $100 for like the deluxe version that gives you a little bit more. And then when you and then when you're playing the game, it will ask you if you want to buy more stuff. It is amazing. It's all, I mean, it's amazing the model that we've that that has been built uh, through a lot of this. A lot of this stuff is they get you in, and then once you're in, if you're loyal to the brand, you're gonna pay it. I find I'm more willing to pay a yearly. Just I, I will pay for the year. Yes. I don't want to pay per month. I agree. Um, and just like. I have the, I, I'm gonna spend the money now. It makes me use it. Um, it makes it easier to cancel because you can just remind yourself. They, they're better about reminding you when your year end is coming up. Than they are about your than month. Than they are about your month. Yeah, um, I agree. And you can just forget about stuff when you when you subscribe and and you let it slip. Uh, so like, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I like the wearable data. I do not, or the wearable tech. I do not use it for phone calls. I don't have any notifications. I mean, you know this because I drive you crazy sometimes. I don't answer my phone because I my phone doesn't Oh yeah, ring. if I'm dying, Sean's not the first person I'm calling. <laughs> no, you should fax your dad. <laughs> yeah. I would have better luck calling my dad in Tennessee to figure out emergency, what to do in an emergency than I would calling Sean. Yeah. Because he wouldn't answer. Yeah, because my phone doesn't ring, doesn't make any noises, doesn't beep, doesn't buzz, uh, but neither does my watch, and uh, I, I kind of like it that way. All right, we got to wrap up. What, in your mind, I'm going to put you on the spot, is the most important piece of tech over this last decade for you in your life? What has changed your life the most as mm. far as tech? Well... What has changed my life the most? Yeah. What is what has had the or had the biggest impact on your life? I I mean, so much. Everything is in my phone. I don't really know. I don't want to use so that as there, my answer. Though. No. So is there anything you use your phone for that is? I use my my phone to pay for things. Okay. I use Apple Pay. So you'd say that's the biggest. I would say that's the weirdest thing. Okay. I don't know if it's the biggest thing. Most impactful piece of technology might be um i i guess it's just the way that we consume media mm -hmm. and so for me i i am interested in a totally different range of genres of entertainment that i don't think i would have been interested i would have been exposed to if not for platforms like spotify Yep. If not for Netflix in Amazon Prime. So I guess the way that I consume music and TV has changed so much that I'm interested in things I never really would have reached out to if I if we all if we consumed it the old way. Like true crime. Uh true crime uh, true crime is like a product of the culture anyway today. But it's possible. I I was always interested in uh, mysteries. I yeah. would read book. I was into you know murder mystery books always growing up. 
So that's not like a new thing, but the fact that I have access to any kind of true crime show that I want or any kind of podcast, that's made me dive way deeper. I would never dive as deep into certain stories if I didn't have access to it. So it's just having access to all the information via sound wave in your ear holes of your AirPods that you're walking around town in, you know, listening to podcasts or listening to, uh, you can listen, I mean, you can listen to anything. You can listen to live radio on your phone. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think I'm going to answer my own question. Okay. If you don't mind. Please do. Um, I feel like car, sh- like ride sharing. Oh, yeah. I, I like, use. For me, Spotify, I don't use ride sharing nearly as much as you do. God, remember I remember when we used to have to call to taxis? Around. Yeah. I remember in, in college having, a, like, you'd call a taxi, call the taxi and, and they they'd never, <laughs> they would never show up. And then you'd call the dispatch. And they'd yell at you for calling them, wondering where your taxi was. Yeah. And all you're trying to do is get to the one bar in Worcester that uh, will let you in underage. Right. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. That's yeah. I, I completely overlooked Uber. You're right, though. Uber and Lyft. Ride sharing has completely changed how we go out and how we approach going to new neighborhoods. I mean, it's so, oh God, it's for the better, I really think, too. I mean, people, the cab drivers, when Uber was first taking over and the cab drivers were losing their minds over it, I just remember people who were our age going, hey, you guys have been treating us like shit for the last five years. <laughs> I know. You had your chance. And then somebody comes chance. along who makes it easy for us and you wonder why. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I know mm-hmm. that Uber has their problems. Yes, of course. But of course they do. But just for where they came about and like the time period that they came about, came, you know, they just, they hit the market at just the right moment. Yeah. And living in a city like Boston where it's small enough that if you, if you do get a car at the right time of day, it's a, you can get to places pretty quickly. You can get to places a lot faster than you can using the T and we live pretty close to the T and we begrudgingly, like we... I think our priority, like our ranking for getting around Boston is probably like walk, Uber, subway. I know. Right? Like that's, if, we, if we're going to go anywhere, you, we usually just walk if it's going to be nice. And if you, know, you can just hack it and you can get anywhere in an hour in Boston. Also, anybody who's never been to Boston, Boston is such a walkable city. Yeah. Right. It's a very small city. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just, before we go, want to ask you a question. Okay. Which is, what do you think is the dumbest piece of fad technology right now? Right now or from this decade? I would say, you could say from this decade, uh, uh, yeah, 2009 to, to present day, the last 10 years. The dumb, like just for, Just like just the-, the most absurd, ridiculous uh, piece of technology that was so popular and maybe is popular right this moment oh, it had to be popular too okay well like yeah i mean it's technology that hit the whether hit the it was big time yeah hit the big time became popular oh i um i don't i don't have an answer for that i can't think of i can't i honestly can't think of anything that was that annoyed me i there are plenty of things that have annoyed me i can get i can guarantee you that um 
I guess the most annoying thing is that I, yeah, I no, I don't have anything because what were you I'm, gonna say? I, f- I I don't know. I find it annoying that you can't you can't get news as easily good news as easily as you yeah you can on the internet now, and that's a stupid thing to say because everyone before us had to pay for a newspaper to get dropped off at their door and. Like we were spoiled for a little bit that you could just get on the internet and find any article you wanted for free. Um, and so I'd like, it's not necessarily a right answer, but it is kind of like a nuisance that you have limited views on certain websites where it's like, I just, this is the only thing I'm going to read here all month. I'm not going to subscribe. So I'm not going to read this thing. Like I, I'd love to read this article, but now I can't cause I'm not going to spend a buck 50 to, to subscribe to the Toronto star when right. it's just one article that someone sent me and now I can't read it and I can't talk to them about it and I and they don't have a login or they're not going to share my their login for this one article. Um, so like the paywall thing kind of, you know, can be a nuisance. Um, TikTok is stupid. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't care how many people think it's great. It's stupid and it was a pain in my butt when I was dean of students and dealing with kids and being mean to each other. Um, it's also something that will not last. It doesn't have lasting capability. Well, it'll get, well, it actually won't get bought by anyone. It's owned by a Chinese company, which, which will be interesting to see where that all goes. But Terrorists. do you have an answer to that question? <laughs> um, my, this is just based on the commercials because it's the holidays. And so now it's seeing, not. Listen, Sean, <laughs> whether you're willing to accept it or not. The holidays have arrived, yeah. and well, the commercials. Thanksgiving is coming. The commercials are pretending that it is already December twelfth. So, the commercials lately for that stupid Peloton mirror. It's not a Peloton mirror. It's just a. It's not a Peloton. Uh, okay, well, who's the company? It's that an in-home. Makes... It's like an in-home workout, but it's a mirror. It's. I think it's just called Mirror. It's called Mirror. <laughs> You've been and thinking about this for a while. Yes, You're getting riled up. It is really <laughs> okay. It's a flat-screen television that just mounts vertically and leans against the wall, and it has a person on it who can also read your motions, and go, you match their motions. I don't understand. Why don't you just put a workout video on your television and then do the workout? Yeah, I don't know. Literally, our televisions are bigger than that mirror thing. Is it just because it's standing up vertically? So it's like body shaped? Yeah, maybe. It is the dumbest piece of expensive equipment. It's like when, I'm trying to think of like something ludicrous in the 80s. Like when technology was... You know, when people were like spending $1,000 for a CD player and VCR stuff. Yeah. Laser discs. Yeah, laser discs, whatever they were. Like there's just got to be some equivalent to, it's it, it, it's so unnecessary. And I'm really, I was all for the Peloton bike. I think that's a really cool bike and it motivates people to work out. It's great. Yeah, I'd love to have one. I would actually really love to have one. But that mirror is stupid. <laughs> it is the <laughs> dumbest piece of probably twenty five hundred dollar equipment I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the. I want to know who's buying it. It is, or if there's like a subscription service that they only offer through the mirror. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a. Who thought we would have finished on this subscription on, services on 
a mirror, a workout mirror. The workout mirror. We're gonna close this out. I mean, is there anything else you want to mention? I feel like there's all these honorable mentions, like the Google Chromebook. Let's talk about how the fact that GPSs were a thing. Yeah, GPS devices. We don't even use GPSs anymore. Garmin and TomTom and all of those things. Uh. Remember this ancient artifact called the iPod Nano? May it rest in peace. Yeah. I. I mean, there's so many. There are so many things you could talk about. We could do a whole new pod. We could do another podcast for an hour on the Nest. The Nest for the uh, temperature gauge in your house, your thermostat stuff. Yeah. Kind of goes along. I mean, Alexa and can't say her name. She's listening. She's totally listening. (laughs) Yeah, Chrome, I mean, there's, there are so many things that have made tech more accessible for people. Um, we could do a whole other podcast on all of those things. A whole other podcast. Is there anything we missed? There's so many things we missed. <laughs> of course, we missed so many things. Um, should we tell people where to find us in not podcast land? Uh, wait, like physically? No, not physically. Yes, give out our address. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. You can find us in the virtual world yep. under Instagram handle at the Random Division, or you can email us at what is it? Uh, the Random Division Pod at, at Gmail. Gmail. If you have any, uh, if you have any tech needs, or if you want to, if you listen to our TV episode last week and have some TV thoughts, um, you can send us. Send them uh, our way on email. Find us on Instagram. Please subscribe, follow, rate this podcast, and tell your friends. Next week we'll have another one on released on Friday. Not sure. What do you want, do you want to do next week? Let's just decide right now. Fashion. You want to do fashion? All right. So next week we will be talking about fashion in uh, the 2010s. I will probably. Can I just do sneaker research? Yeah. Great. Permission granted. Thank you. That's really all I've got on the fashion side of things. Um, all right. So until next time, please find us on all those in all those places. And we will talk at you next week about the world of fashion in the 2010s. Good night. Bye, everybody.